Space dust. I do too, but we still talk about you it. You don't hear me bragging about it. <laughs> Dude, Shout out like, to drunken lullabies. It's just part of the job. And if you know that space dust is just part of the job, then you are ready for this episode of discography discussion. I am Joe. That is Dan. That is Jeff. Hi. And How are we doing, space boys? Space dust is strong with this one. Yes, it is. No space dust for me. <laughs> so who are we talking about this week, Dan? Sepultura. Sepultura. Yes, sir. Why in the world would we want to talk about Sepultura? Why the hell wouldn't we want to talk about Sepultura? I mean, accomplished band, 14 albums. Two very distinctive eras. Two very different bands, essentially. <laughs> or three, depending on if you count the demos. Well, you know, we don't really talk about the demos on discography discussion, but tonight we're going to. We're going to break the mold. Yeah, because it's Sepultura and it's Max, and he's a beast. I love everything Max has to put out. Yes, we do. Yes. Jeff is all about putting out. Whether it's called Sepultura or it's called Soulfly or it's called the Cavalera Conspiracy, I really don't care. It's Max and it's great. So are we actually talking about Max Cavalera tonight or are we talking about Sepultura? I'm not going to lie, dude. I wish we were only talking about Max Cavalera tonight. Max, yeah, we're totally we down talk. to do the interview. Max, we're totally yeah. down. You talk to Toomey, you could talk to us. <laughs> so so Jeff's like, oh, shit, I got to download that episode and listen to it later. <laughs> 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 he had that look on his face. Either that or he's pooping. I can't. No, that was the, oh, shit. I didn't realize that. Like, fuck, yeah, Toomey's the man. Being a father, again... I'm, I'm always looking for everybody's poop face, you know? Like, when I see an expression on their face, I'm like, is that their poop face? Do boys have a different poop face than girls? Well, like, so my son Arthur has, like, this really cool poop face. And then, like, his eyes just get real wide for a second and, like, shit just gets real serious. <laughs> because that's what's happening, you know? His shit he's is like, literally... He's like, oh, my God. Oh, he's, oh, he's, oh shit. He's, okay. Yeah, he's yeah, concentrating every single bit of energy in his tiny body into this expulsion of waste, you know. Well, since I can't top that segue, I'm going to go ahead and say thank you to everyone for listening to this podcast. Thank you for subscribing. If you are not a subscriber, you can find everything Discography Discussion at DiscussMetal.com. We are on Google Play. We are on iTunes. We are on Stitcher. We are on TuneIn Radio. So if you have an Amazon Echo product, you can say to it, Alexa, play the latest episode of Discography Discussion, and she will. We're also on Facebook and on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Be sure to like, favorite, and subscribe. It really helps us out, and it lets us know you're listening. And Dan is going to tell you all about the importance of five-star reviews. Five-star reviews are cool. It helps a little podcast like ours get bigger. It uh, makes us more notable to iTunes people. And uh, if you like our show, give us a five-star review. If you don't like our show, give us whatever review you think we deserve. If you feel like supporting the show financially, you can go to patreon.com forward slash discuss metal. We have some sweet perks. If you don't want to do that, that's cool too. You know, tell your friends, leave a comment, retweet our stuff. And, and give uh, us your money. Well, I just said we don't have to give us our money. Or drink high oh, brew no, coffee. No, no, no. High brew coffee. Or give us, yeah, give us your beer, give us your coffee, give us your money. That's all. It's all currency to us. We're happy with any of those three. We are, really. Jeff is all about the atmosphere <laughs> and the free shit. <laughs> I'm not yep. opposed to free shit, but, you know, I didn't just become a father. I like free shit. 
Luckily, your son has a great poop face. Very much so. So anyway, speaking of poop face, uh, let's talk about Morbid Visions, the very first <laughs> Sepultura record. Is that how you truly feel about this particular record, Dan? Not really. I mean, it's not. It's not like I'm like jamming Morbid Visions <laughs> all the time. I think it's certainly important to the history of the band. Um, this is this is really as heavy and extreme as the original Sepultura got. And and I understand kind of why people say, would would refer to them as death metal in their in their early days, um, because they, you know I, I could I could kind of see that. I don't really see it. It sounds more like Venom to me, uh, but. It's, it's very primitive. The guitars are out of tune. The lyrics are all fucked up about Satan and anti-religion and things. Uh, and they don't really make a whole lot of sense in, the, in that they were basically just translated into English, like, word for word with a dictionary. Yeah, it makes sense, you know, that it sounds like Venom because, I mean, Max pretty much worshipped Venom in his early years. So Yeah, for sure. It, you can tell. I mean, he's just, he's just one pissed off teenager. I mean, some shit went down for that kid. I mean, I, I don't know his, you know, his history like Dan does, but it's not the kid didn't have it easy. And neither did, obviously his brother didn't either. I mean, because there's brothers in the band of people didn't know that. Was it one there's of those two- domestic situations that I don't know anything about? Well, their dad died. So before yeah. their dad, their dad was like an actually an Italian diplomat. And uh, so they were actually really well off uh, at the beginning of his life. And then his dad died, I guess, when he was like 10 or 11. And uh, literally everything changed. They were uh, they were devastated financially after that, and uh, him and Igor kept getting kicked out of different schools because they were so pissed off, I guess, about the loss of their father. You know, it just didn't it just didn't gel well, and um, they you just ended up with two very pissed off dudes that were poor, that had been rich but are not poor. So they like they really they really saw the difference, I think, in life. Instead of having kind of a carefree childhood, suddenly everything turned more into like a struggle to survive. Yeah, that's really rough, especially at that age. I mean, my my kids are around that same same age. They're eleven and thirteen, and if something happens to my wife or I, I mean, they're so impressionistic right now, you know, because they're just you know hormones are starting to go wild and crazy. I'd I'd be pissed off too. I mean, if if something like that happened, that, that's just. Uh, completely turning the world upside down on a kid like that is i mean that's that's really it sucks it's terrible that you know they lost their father on top of that i mean yeah. unfortunately that, that you know personal loss is kind of a reoccurring theme for uh max uh, it's certain you know for turning points in the band or at least in his life and how the band uh, reacts to it i mean and we'll get to that when it when it comes down to it but yeah it this, this first the first album was was rough but you could tell you know that they you know the passion was there the anger was there you know it's just raw and you know i kind of like it i mean i know a lot of people aren't you know huge fans of it just because of what you hear later on you know everything's out of tune you know it sounds like shit but man there's some i can connect with that that anger that 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 they got when they were recording the stuff I, I dig it, man. I really do. I've definitely heard worse first records. I mean, if tuning is all that you're complaining about, and I don't mean you personally, but if that's the only complaint people have, I've heard first records that were not nearly as aggressive, angry, and thrashy. Because it's the 80s, and I really wish I could have found my cassette that I have of this record, but I couldn't. Luckily for me, 
you know, you look it up on Google Play and streaming, it basically sounds the same because there's not really a lot you can do with Morbid Visions. Yeah, I've got the CD re-release that actually has uh, Bestial Devastation on it, which was their first demo. Yeah, it's the same one I have. Strangely enough, it actually <laughs> it actually sounds better than Morbid Visions, and it was recorded before, which was really strange to me. Um, it's like more pissed off sounding. And the, the music actually sounds a lot, like just just like a hair more technical. I, it's hard to explain, and it could just be because I can hear it better. Like it, maybe it was recorded better. But what was funny about that record is that like they literally didn't know English, so like for that and Morbid Visions, they literally just like translated with a dictionary <laughs> all of their lyrics into English, and then they sang them in English, which I think is why the vocals really they, they don't sound super great in the sense that like. You know, he's singing basically these words for the first time. You know, I feel like the songs had been written and practiced in such a way that uh, that, that was a little bit different. Maybe it had a better flow to it. But on that record, his vocal delivery was a little rough, um, obviously, with the guitars being out of tune. And it's funny, too, because in, in Max's book, he actually says that uh, whenever they first recorded this, you know, they, they sat down with the, with the guy that was recording them and they kicked their distortion pedals on and started playing. And he was like, whoa, wait, 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 wait. You guys can't sound like that. That sounds horrible. That sounds like shit. And they had to, like, show him, like, Venom records and stuff and explain that, like, no, like, bands sound like this. This is what we actually want to sound like. <laughs> now, is this the producer uh, from Morbid Vision? Uh, no, th I believe this was a different person uh, that recorded uh, that recorded the Bestial Devastation. And actually, okay, I think so, the so guy we're talking about the guy that we're talking about the guy who did Bestial Devastation then. Right. Right, okay. so Bestial Devastation guy actually, I think, did a better job recording them. Yeah, uh, I, it, I it, that, that sounds better as a demo, which is really weird. And, you know, it probably didn't back then. You know what I mean? Like, I, I imagine Bestial Devastation, I think it was like a split record with another band that was like kind of like an Iron Maiden-ish kind of band. And what was interesting about that was that they were... Um, they Obviously, they were like far heavier than that band and far more extreme. But, like, that band was, like, really... The other band was, like, really, really popular uh, in their town at the time. And they, they, they're the ones that brought all the crowds and got all the girls and everything like that. And so, like, you know, whenever people bought that record, then they've got they've got the Bestial Devastation stuff, you know, basically on the other side of the record. They're like... I can just imagine what people's reactions to that would have been. It's like, holy <laughs> shit, like, these guys are possessed by fucking Satan, you know? Like, And you read the lyrics, and you, that would lead... The lyrics would lead you to believe that, yes, they were, you know? And, uh... No, Beastial Devastation I actually really love as, a, as an introductory demo, and I... Typically, I'll just skip through all the Morbid Vision shit and go right to that, because, uh... I, to me, it's just... It's... it's It kind of sets the band up better for what we would hear on Schizophrenia than what we got on Morbid Visions. So who has the worst vocal delivery, Sepultura or Keckle? That'd be Keckle, Joe. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure how the two relate, but sure. Non-native English speaker singing in English. In a, in a country that wasn't necessarily cool with what they were playing. Sure, I get that. Right. Yeah, I listen to a lot of Swiss metal. I mean, it's not like you think of Switzerland being a place to to get good metal from. So, yeah. <laughs> I know what it's like. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a fan of, you know, people bucking the trend. But no, I, one of the things that we that I was thinking was, you know, part of the reason that Bestial Devastation is better than uh, Morbid Visions is just because of the lack of material that they had. You know, they were teenagers whenever this stuff came out. You got six songs. You're really good at playing those six songs. Yeah. Right, right. Because, you know, it's not like you've been you've been grinding for a long time. 
and you've had all this material that you've had time to work on while you're on the road or in you know you know in the van going from two you know you know hole in the wall bar to hole in the wall bar and you got all that extra time on your hands i mean these guys got started young and you know you know you can only there's you know you only have time for so much sure so i think that's part of the reason why too i mean i think their best shit was on uh bcl devastation and then morbid visions was you know they're like oh shit we got to record stuff for real you know this is a full-length album we got to get going with the uh with the exception of one song do you know and what song that, you're gonna tell me what troops, song is that dan troops of, troops doom. of doom yep <laughs> that is a sepultura song that doesn't even fucking belong on morbid visions like it is so much better than the rest of the material on that record and even better, I think, than the Beastial Devastation stuff. And it would give us a preview of what we would end up getting on Schizophrenia. 1987, yeah. Schizophrenia. Standout Start. track for me is Inquisition Symphony. The instrumental? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. I have a soft spot for it. Okay, it is a soft spot on the record. Ooh. So, Schizophrenia, this is like Sepultura's first real record right i mean this is this is actually melodic <laughs> in places like we're hearing now with uh, inquisition symphony and what's weird about this record is that so it's not weird but like so they had a totally different guitar player on this and my god does it show uh this was uh andreas kisser and this dude was a badass <laughs> of, a yeah, lead, yes. of a lead guitar player um, blew the other dude completely out of the water. You, you're big into Inquisition Symphony. That's not my thing. I, I probably think uh, "To the Wall" is probably my favorite, and the chorus. I mean, from the from the from the past comes the storms. I mean, that's probably the most popular song on this album. Uh, I mean, there's some some other stuff I like. I like the Abyss. I mean, I mean, it's just like a short minute, fun, stupid shit, but. I like this whole fucking album, man. It's just like it's in your face. It's it's straight ahead. It's such a huge step up. Yeah, it really is from Morbid Visions, and it's you know a little softer. I say that really weirdly, but like, I mean that it was better produced, and it, it was definitely more straight ahead thrash metal. You know, yeah. Go, well, I, I just said really. the abyss. I mean, that's about as it's all acoustic guitar shit. But I, but I, I love it. It's one of those things where you know the band was was expanded much more musically. They're much more interesting because Morbid Visions, you know, you can listen to like five songs off of it and kind of get the gist. They're they're not going to impress you or do anything different throughout the rest of that record. Uh, Schizophrenia is the complete opposite of that. There, there's a lot of different shit going on, and uh, it reminds me it reminds me a lot of Metallica's uh, Ride the Lightning in the sense that it's it's more melodic and expands the sound of the band in such a huge way. And it's definitely not hair metal. Yeah, I'm glad that you said that because I I totally get that vibe too, Dan. Uh, the whole Metallica thing going on on this album, which at this point in Metallica's career, it, you know, I'm glad that other bands are emulating at this point in time because this was when Metallica was fucking awesome. You guys like R.I.P. as well? I think Rest in Pain's way up there for me too. Rest in Pain, The Abyss. It's a good one. This this is a perfect album for me, honestly. Yeah, you have said this is... Isn't this your favorite album from them? Uh, it's not quite my favorite, but it, it's up there for sure. Okay. Spoiler alert, Dan's favorite is Roots. No, it's not. Okay, I tried. No, it isn't. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm guessing that if it's not this one, I'm guessing it's going to be a, the next one. If it's not this one, <laughs> you might be right about that. So, uh, <laughs> This is a great fucking record. It's an hour long. It's it's thrash metal. It's melodic. It's heavy. And there there's a certain energy to Sepultura that I think bands like Slayer and Metallica lack. It's not that those bands aren't energetic, but this is like thrash metal played twice as fast. Like, but without missing a beat, you know? Uh, the energy, the raw energy that was on Morbid Visions is still captured here. And... Uh, and that's kind of that's kind of where I get that Metallica comparison uh, from because like if you compare Morbid Visions to Kill 'Em All, I mean obviously there's no comparison, but from an attitude perspective, I think Morbid Visions was kind of their Kill 'Em All in the sense of like, look at how badass we are capable of being. And then on Schizophrenia, you've got more of like a okay, we actually want somebody to put this out. <laughs> so. Uh, well, they weren't, you know, they're they're growing up. I mean, they were, you know, kids when all, you know, the, the first few albums come out. So, I mean, that sure. gets it. There's a maturation process. Well, there's only going there's on only as well. a year between Morbid Visions and Schizophrenia. There's only a year between most of but these. But there's records. one Andreas Kisser in between. Yeah, there's Andreas Kisser, and then you also, I don't know about you guys, but there was a big difference for me between like 17 and 18. I mean, the later you got into your teenage years, the the more serious I got, at least. Yeah, I mean, me and Joe played music when we were when we were kids, you know, and uh, definitely got better over time, you know. Um, and yeah. that's I don't know if we got this much better over time, <laughs> but uh, they, I mean, they just they kicked ass on this one, and it's no it's no surprise that the band became much more popular internationally after this. Now, here's a question that'll be better answered later: Why is Sepultura always excluded? from the great thrash metal band list. Obviously, people consider the big four to be Anthrax, Metallica, Megadeth, and Slayer. Because they're fucking stupid, that's why. I think the answer, besides that one, Jeff, is that Sepultura became a different band later. And I would argue if that's the case, oh, Metallica so did didn't, Metallica. And so didn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only the only band I can think of that didn't change in a major way out of the big four is Slayer. Slayer. Except for that yep. one time. Except we don't for talk that about one that. time, but fuck that. That was one album. Whereas, like, you know, Slayer, Slayer now sounds pretty much like Slayer back in the late 80s, you know. But so I think with Sepultura, I mean, obviously I would have no problem swapping out Anthrax for Sepultura in a heartbeat. As far as far as the big four, of you thrash. are not a fan of Anthrax. That is true. I'm not a huge fan, no. And we'll we'll have a we'll have a Pantera level discussion on that at some point as well. But uh, I I would I would have no problem at all swapping Anthrax for Sepultura just because of how good their thrash output was. But I would say I would say probably the reason why uh, they were not included in the big four is I mean if you look at if you look at Morbid Visions is not a great thrash record. Schizophrenia is a great thrash record. Beneath the Remains is a good thrash record, and Arise is a good thrash record, and that's it. They they move significantly away from that on KSAD. So, I would say if you look at the band's output from here to there, I think Sepultura was almost just too modern for uh, to be included in the in, in the classic list of, of thrash bands. And you know, part of it too just boils down to the fact that they were an international band. And I think some people just didn't connect with them on a way that they would connect with, like, an American band. 
because people are people are dumb fucks and that's yeah well you you just hit the exact reason on why i don't think they're part of the big four as i was going to ask where are they from brazil i mean it's yeah i mean that's that's the in my opinion yeah that's the only reason why sure did they move in a completely different direction yes but it you know progressively so did the other bands too so outside of slayer of course right i mean after after injustice for all metallica wasn't playing thrash metal anymore no they weren't so i mean you know and they're considered part of it so if you're going to put metallica in that conversation you got to put sepultura in it just for the same reasons you know they it should be the big five i'm i'm with i'm totally with dan i'm not an anthrax guy at all they're just not my cup of tea I don't know. You release a song called "I'm the Man," <laughs> dude, bro. Dude, you're not. You're not. Yeah, but anyway. Uh, so, 1989, beneath the remains. Oh my God, beneath the remains. All right, we got to make this one quick, otherwise Dan's going to be talking about this album for the next two hours. Holy shit, beneath the remains. Have you ever been fucked by riffs, Jeff? <laughs> because that's what this album sounds like. You're being fucked by riffs. I thought that was chaos AD. And you love it. It's kind of like it's kind of like being attacked by somebody in the street, and like you're not into it at first, but then like at, at whenever you get home and really think about it, you kind of enjoy what they did to you. Hey, hey, hey! We promised him we wouldn't talk about Josh this episode. Okay, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so yeah, beneath the remains is like it makes it makes schizophrenia sound like shit in comparison. And I said that was a perfect album. So like this was. This was, I mean, like, fuck Slayer, like, after listening to this. I mean, this this album, you know, when we, when we were talking on the Pantera episode about, you know, Jeff described, you know, when he listens to Dimebag play that it sounds like, you know, he feels like he's invincible. He feels like he's like a total monster. That's what Beneath the Remains is for me. This is, this is my go-to energetic, in-your-face thrash album. When I think about thrash metal and I think about, about, uh, about thrash aggressive uh, aggressiveness and how like how heavy thrash metal can actually be, I go right to beneath the remains. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you. I mean, I, it's <laughs> it's a probably a, it's probably a number two for me. So it's, uh, it's a shame for you. No, yeah, yeah, no. Okay, it, it's the shit. <laughs> it is the shit, dude. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, there's a couple of songs on here that, like you said, like you, you put it on and just. You're ready to go to war. Like Inner Self and Mass Hypnosis, man. Those two just... Oh, yeah, I know, man. They fucking get me going. Lobotomy, so. Hungry, the title track Beneath the Remains, which starts off the fucking record. Oh, my God. It's like that melodic intro that just blasts into just pure thrash. It's, oh. Yeah. It touches me on, on a sexual level, I think. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I just, I love that record, dude. Like, Beneath the Remains for me is the reason that Sepultura should be in the big four. Uh, the only reason Anthrax is in there, I've decided, is because they're all buddies. Because, come on. This is just, let's play thrash metal. Dude, Matt, Max's vocals are so brutal in comparison to those other four bands. 100%. You know, like Slayer comes close, but they just come close. They're not, they, Max just sounds so pissed off throughout all of it. Like, I think it's because he probably was. He was super pissed I, off. I, I, I mean, yeah. Well, that's a great, but that's the awesome thing about Max. You fucking believe him. 
You do. I mean, and their lyrics aren't about, like, at this point in the band, their lyrics aren't about stupid shit like Satan and, and you know, being anti-Catholic or whatever. But, like, it, it's not about, like, oh, my God, it's the angel of death. You know, like, it's not anything like that. This shit is, is about real stuff. Like, it, and, like, yeah, there's some anti-religion stuff in there, but, like, it's totally, like, played straight. Like, this is actual legitimate problems we have with religion versus like just our master satan is coming to rape your butthole you know like this is this is <laughs> this is real stuff you know and they're, they're they're talking about they're talking about government corruption they're talking about they're talking about like you know like the song inner self you know talking about how like all men have the capacity for evil like that that is just like that is like real shit dude and like i, I don't feel like any of the other thrash bands were talking about like like real life stuff that actually affects us like like actual coherent things like tangible issues and it was done with, with a level of aggression that was just unmatched by those bands that were talking about shit that maybe they didn't really they didn't really believe right you know the other thing too i mean you, you hit on it you know his he has an issue with this you know with government and the state in religion but not spirituality and i think that's something that is really important in his you know his lyrical delivery and in his, you know, his, just his, his performance itself, you know, he, you can tell he believes, you know, what he, what he's saying. And I, and I, right. I, I love it. The fact that he, I don't know, it's just kind of hard to explain, but you know, I think that's part of what makes him so believable. And when you're, when you're listening to him, you know, you can feel, it's almost like you can feel spirit that, you know, was, was recorded onto this vinyl. And when you're playing it back, you're like, I, you feel like you, you're, hearing a piece of him instead of just his voice you like you hear his soul oh yeah and it's it's that's what makes that's what makes max you know stand, i think it actually is what makes him stand apart as a as a lead vocalist from you know you know the other four bands that we that we've that, that we discussed tonight you know he is you know he is sepultura in my opinion he always will be absolutely and I know he's, he i know he's only there you know for only a few more albums after this but you know, God, Max is just yeah. But fucking, look at those albums. A, I know Max. Max is the king, man. Max is a god. I love everything he puts out. In my opinion, the dude can't do any wrong. He's 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 unbelievable. Yeah, I'm, I'm fanboying out. Yes, I am. <laughs> I fucking no, love dude. Max. Max is great because it's like <laughs> Sepultura for me was kind of how everybody else felt about Pantera. You know. Uh, around the, around those times, it, it was literally like maybe not in '89, but like it, I wasn't listening to Sepultura in '89. Either, but uh, I was. <laughs> but you know, like beneath the remains, it's weird too because the first Sepultura record I ever heard was Chaos AD, and I, I mean, obviously that was fantastic anyway. But like, I was really surprised to find this like really amazing thrash band, you know, behind it, and uh, and that 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 was what was the, really the most enjoyable for me because I listened to a lot of this shit in reverse order. Like I think I went to Rise. Uh, after I went to Chaos AD, and then I got Beneath the Remains, and and then Schizophrenia, and then you know I go all the way back to more revision. I'm like, what the fuck happened? You know, <laughs> it was just, it was getting better and better to a point, you know, and uh, yeah. So it's just it's weird with with Beneath the Remains because I feel like where it's at, if they, if they had quit, if the band had quit um, after Roots, you know, like I feel like that's Beneath the Remains is like the perfect like height. Of the band, it's it's like it's like they're in Justice for All, you know. It's it's uh. Well, didn't he want the band to end after Roots? 
Well, we'll get into that a little bit. I, I okay. read I read Max's autobiography before doing this, and so I got a lot of a lot of information from the man himself about that. Well, I'm going to ask the Speaker of the House for an additional 45 seconds for the man standing behind me and say, Dan, stand out tracks on Beneath the Remains. Holy shit, the whole album. <laughs> Inner Self, Mass Hypnosis, Beneath the Remains. Those are those are my personal favorites. Hungry's good, Lobotomy's good, Slave to Pain. Have I missed any? Let's see, Sarcastic Existence. This record literally just thrashes you to death, dude. And I'm not saying that as like a fanboy, but I totally am. Like it's <laughs> it's it's so good and it has to be heard to be believed. Honestly. This is that album for all you guitar players out there who want to play fast. This is the one nobody tells you to listen to. Everybody'll tell you. Go listen to puppets. Go listen to Rain and Blood. Go listen to Insert Anthrax album. Fuck I'll, those records. Because go I will never tell you to listen to Anthrax. But go listen to Beneath the Remains and play that. You'll learn how to play fast. I promise you. And, and you know, also listen to Arise. <clears throat> 1991 Arise. <laughs> Gentlemen, I'm going to kick this over to Jeff. Oh my gosh. I, I dig this one too, man. I, first song that I heard off of this was Dead Embryonic Cells. And holy shit. It just, yeah, it completely set the tone for me. It just kicks your ass. Dude, <laughs> this is such a crazy album, man. Yeah. Is this your type of atmosphere, Jeff? Uh, not exactly. I'm, you know, outside of the Sepultura, I'm not a huge thrash guy. You know, these early Sepultura albums, it, and it's mainly because most of the thrash that's out there, they're just playing fast to and loud to be fast and loud. I knew we should have called Josh. <laughs> what? We promised him we weren't going to talk about Josh on this episode. Oh. Are, you, are you guys trying? Is this like... Talk about this, a huge thrash like, guy. Yeah, I'm like a PTSD here over here, man. It's all good. I dude. mean, I know his, his, his trunk was comfortable, but not that comfortable. Hey, <laughs> hey, Jeff, do you remember this? Shut up, Lars. Shut up, Lars. Shut up, Lars. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, dude... Arise was like Dan has taken over the introduction. Dude, Arise oh, yeah. was everything right. about KSAD that was good. And just pushed further, man. Like how many bands do you listen to that are just assholes? And like they'll put out an amazing record like Beneath the Remains. And then the next one they're like, Well, we got really into fusion jazz on this one. <laughs> Spinal and, Tap. <laughs> and you know, we're going to go in that direction now, and all the shit that we did before that was immature, and we did this and that and this and that. Sepultura was like, dude, you like thrash metal? Yes, I do! Because we got it, and we're going to give it to you again. This is this is Beneath the Remains Part 2. Um, this deal sounds too good! What's no, the don't catch? Get me, don't get me wrong. This gets us ready for Chaos AD, I think. This uh, th this this gives us enough at the beginning for us to still be on board as as thrash fans, okay? So everything's there. The Kisser is on point. Max is beyond the point. Um, Igor is fucking on fire. Their bass yeah, player apparently never played bass correctly on any of the albums. So like Kisser and Cavalier both played the bass on all the records up, <laughs> up until KSAD, according to Max's books. However, that bass player is still in the band, so what are you going to do? Anyway. No, he, he actually, he just left the band. Did he just quit? Oh, wow. shit. Just quit. So, so there's Kisser's not... the only original... Well, he's not even the origi an original yeah, member. Yeah, he's not even the... Yeah. But, I mean, close enough, you know? 
Yeah. But so I, I get the feeling you're anxious to talk about KSAD. I, I'm getting I'm getting the you know I'm, I'm, getting, I'm, getting, that, I'm getting that blood pumping tribal you know feeling in my dick. So there's a you know that's the thing about about Arise is that it is a good it is a good bridge, but Arise was kind of like. I guess if like beneath the remains and schizophrenia were too foreign for you, <laughs> like you couldn't you couldn't get past the kind of weird lyrics, you know, where there was a little bit of a language barrier. Um, Arise was kind of like almost their successful American debut. I mean, beneath the remains was a huge record and that can't be denied. But Arise was kind of like yeah, it's kind of like if you want to look at it in video game terms. You know, um, beneath the remains was Doom, and Arise is Doom Two. Wow, it's a lot of it's a lot of the same type of shit. Discuss Metal Dan twenty seventeen. Right, so it's it's a lot of the same. It's this, a lot of the same kind of shit, but it's done. You know, there, there's there's tweaks made to the formula that would get us ready for what was to come. And what was to come? Oh, we can't talk about that yet. We got no, we dude, we still got at least another two and a half hours on Arise. <laughs> <Okay. Yeah. laughs> All right, Dan. It dead embryonic cells, dude. Yeah, that oh. is mine. That's my favorite fucking song on this. So what? good. Did you catch that cover? That uh, cover of of uh, Motorhead's Orgasmatron. Yeah, that end? was. I, yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna mention that. That that is. Uh, that's a pretty good fucking cover, man. Oh yeah, dude. It's funny too because in his book he talks about how him and Lemmy apparently did not get along very well at first. Really. So according to Max, he went to a bar one time. And Lemmy was there, and everybody's like, holy shit, Lemmy's there. And Lemmy sitting there playing, like, some video poker game. And uh, Max walks up to him, and he's like, I'm Max Cavalera. I'm I'm in a band called Sepultura from Brazil. And Lemmy just, like, looked at him and just took a glass of whiskey and just threw it all over his head. But Max wasn't mad. He was like, oh, my God, I just got metal baptized by Lemmy from Motorhead. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... But then, like, they went, I guess they ended up doing a tour with Motorhead, like, a couple years later, and Max was, like, completely out of control, like, they were doing some kind of photo shoot, and Max was, like, drunk off his ass, and was, like, acting really goofy and shit, and, like, Lemmy was getting all pissed off at him, and then at one point, like, the last day of the tour, Max and, like, the whole band, like, ran out naked on stage with, like, socks over their dicks, and, like, they, like, poured a bunch of shit all over, like, Lemmy's pedals and stuff and like it was like this really big <laughs> this really big annoying thing no it was the Red Hot Chili Peppers I swear <laughs> right so uh, <laughs> so Lemmy was pretty pissed off at him and I think it was only until like it was only years later that they really reconciled yeah pissing people off and reconciliation seems to be a, a theme for Max but that was Max dude that, that yeah, was I just know. the way Max was at that time and uh, right. maybe still is from what I hear and uh, you know you just can't uh the dude was just completely out of control and was just like so excited to be there, you know, <laughs> and uh, and that really uh, that really shows, you know, like like the energy of Max. I think is what really carries these old Sepultura records. Oh, dude, yeah, there's there's no question about it. I mean, ha- you know, Igor is great, and and Kisser do you know having the technical chops to rein in, you know, Max's outlandishness. Yeah, makes you know it just makes everything work. They work so well. I mean, and that, you know, unfortunately, that's probably also part of the reason why they ended up going their their opposite directions. Because, sure. I mean, they're so different, you know. But that's what makes them sound so great together. But yeah, 
Hey, Joe, did you have anything that you really dug on this one? I mean, I know that Dan and I, we, we keep on talking about Dude, dead it's, it's balls-to-the-wall thrash. I just find it funny that there are bands from the 90s, like Korn in particular, that claim Sepultura as a major influence. Yeah. But the aspects of Sepultura's sound that you could say contributed to Korn didn't appear until much later, as late as 1993. So, for a band that was around prior to that, it's interesting that they would consider this extreme thrash, as we say, the uncrowned champions of thrash metal, Sepultura, would be a major influence to what would eventually become considered new metal in the 90s. Well, okay, so a lot of that was KSAD, I think. And I, don't, yeah. and I know Joe keeps trying to steer the conversation towards fucking KSAD. I'm, but, I'm, I've got it queued up. I'm uh, ready to hit the fucking button. Oh, my God, dude. Arise is just... Uh, Arise is so good. And, like, it's hard for me to say that, like, I like Beneath the Remains more than I like Arise. Because, I, I do. mean, they're both... I, I'll, I'll straight up say it. They're both, they're both so good. And they are just... Um, they they complement one another very well. I will say that Arise maybe isn't as extreme or as energetic as Beneath the Remains, but I'm talking like a I'm talking like a five percent difference here. You know, um whereas I think with Beneath the Remains, like that was their big breakthrough. I think schizophrenia got them noticed, right? And then Beneath the Remains was their international success. Like Beneath the Remains was like holy shit, there's this band called Sepultura and they're amazing. Arise was kind of their. We're gonna compete now on the international stage. We're gonna we're gonna go toe to toe with these bands that we love, you know, and we're gonna prove that we have the chops to, in a lot of cases, be actually better than those bands. I, I think they are. They absolutely are. Then they, they were, and they are, or at least they are until 1996. Right. All right, Dan. I think it's time that we need to talk about KSAD. Holy shit. How did you do that? Oh, because Chaos AD. Oh is my the god, best Refuse Resist. Fucking album oh ever! My gosh. Jeff is in house now. Jeff just ran 15 miles in it, three seconds. I guess he found out about KSAT. I guess he dude, did. I gotta yeah, turn this up a little dude, bit. Dude, you fucking play Refuse Resist, man. I'm fucking there. Igor is the fucking god on this album. It's always been about Max before. I mean, Kisser's always there because he's super fucking technical. Dude. It's not still about Max? No. Oh, this no is, to me, this succeeds in simplicity. Yeah, this is, like, Refuse Resist is actually, in my opinion, is more about Igor than it is about Max. The intro just, like, gets me fucking hard, man. This is as good as it gets when it comes to thrash. Seriously, this is, like, like the anthem, in my opinion, for anybody who loves thrash. I mean, I off mic, I mean, Joe mentioned something about battery. That's probably number two for me, truthfully. I fucking love battery. Is this thrash? This is... Well, this is a thrash album. Yeah, ish. Ish. It's thrashy. Dude. So what would you call it, Dan? I think it's more groovy, honestly. Well, this is kind well, of where so the groove metal a, thing started. It's kind of more of a groove metal record to me. Uh, I mean, so, there's so thrash this is, elements, but... So this is closer to your uh, your buddy's Pantera, then. Is that what you're saying? No, this is a hundred times better than Pantera. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, right. This is Max Cavalera we're talking about here. And you, better watch your, you better walk on home, boy. Oh, well, shit. that's a, that's a shit, man, is the fact that 
it's not just Max anymore. I think Chaos AD is the f- is whenever he, Igor comes to the forefront. He's a fucking god on this album, and it like permeates in roots as well. But refuse, resist. This it, is a transition album for Sepultura. Yeah, because this is nothing like what they had done before. This is um, this, this is this is actually slightly. I mean, it's slowed down a bit from what we had before yeah. to really focus on heaviness. Because like, I mean, if you if you just go back to Arise. I mean, Arise is, you know, still a fast, technical thrash metal record. And this was something totally different. And, um, you know, like Jeff said, you know, Igor really just kind of comes out of the gate on this one. Dude, it's fucking unbelievable. And just beats us into submission. I mean, it's just... And we love it. I, I mean, I like, can't... I, like, yeah, like you talking about, he beats us into submission. I'm a fucking masochist for Igor on this, man. He's fucking... A, he's amazing on this album. Like, Refuse, Resist... I'm not kidding, is in top five all-time favorite songs. Dude, this is like... It would definitely be in the top ten of any heavy metal fans catalog, regardless. Because it's one of those songs. His intro, extra shit, man, just... And Jeff is lost in the rhythm. Fuck yeah, (laughs) yeah, man. God damn, like, Igor's a god on this fucking song, Dude, you forgot Territory's about to start. I like territory. You get it so it territory is good, but like, God, refuse, resist. Seriously, like, that's like one of the few songs I can, like, I, I think everybody that knows, like, I'm a, a beginning to end album listener. Refuse, resist is one of the few songs I will put on repeat and listen to over and over and over again. Jeff, what are you doing over there? I'm listening to Refuse, resist on shuffle. It just plays (laughs) Refuse, resist over and over. (laughs) Jeff, that's repeat. Do you you listen to any other songs on the album? Yeah, but like, God, just checking. Refuse, resist is like, like the altar I worship at, man. It's like War Pigs. You have to listen to it twice and then move on. I don't know, man. Territory is pretty damn good. Hell so, yeah, yeah, it is. So, and this is where I'm getting all my whole groove metal thing from, especially on territory. You have slow, sludgy, sludgier riffs, kind of a groove to them. One thing I really love about Max on this record, especially, is his more of, more of a hardcore vocal. This is uh, he's screaming a bit harder than he did before. Um, which I think really transitioned really well from kind of the old metal sound because I mean he always rasped he always screamed he always had kind of a gruff edge to his voice like he was and I think that's part of the reason why a lot of people called Sepultura a death metal band for a while which was mostly because of Max's vocals but this this is almost on a totally different level as far as him like really really um, just being very emotional with his delivery and not just being you know giving off that technical thrash vibe like he did before. I and mean, this is this is straight hardcore for them. Yeah, I'd actually have to say that I think his his vocals are more controlled on this album. I mean, I, I think they're harder and they're edgier, but I think they're actually more controlled as well. Like I maybe that thought went into them. Yeah, well, maybe part of it is I mean, you know, they were so young and he was a teenager on some of the other stuff. That might be part of it too. I mean, the uh, enthusiasm that goes into it—you just like blow your wad, so to speak. And on this, I feel like he's like really controlled. In uh, I don't know. I mean, I just feel like he—he's more of an instrument on this instead of just uh, a mouthpiece and just like going over the edge. Like 
I know not everybody's a big uh, Kill Switch Engage fan, but the, uh, the original vocalist on the first album, like, he would, like, just fucking go for broke all the fucking time and, like, blow his vocals out. Dude, I, I dig me some Kill Switch. I just need everybody to realize that for the majority of their career, live, they were not very good. <laughs> well, I, That's well, all. That's all I'm asking. Well, I guess that's what I'm getting at is, like, you know, like it, it took a while for him to get his, his vocals reined in. I feel on this album, like Max does a fantastic job of reining them in. And, and well, as Dan said earlier, he, he's finding his groove. There is, and he's right, there is a bit of a groove element to this album. There's no question about it. They slow it down, it's not quite as much thrash. Which I'm okay with. I'm not like the the biggest thrash fan anyway. I know I, I mean I know Dan is, but this is just like sorry Jeff. It's okay to have bad opinions. It's yeah, okay. I mean like, like me and he is legend, right? This is just uh, this is just <laughs> really this is really straightforward for Sepultura. The solos are great. I think this is just really that they took all the shit that people like about thrash metal, the melody, the dissonance. And they kind of mixed it with this groove metal sound, and I think it was just really a good, uh, a good, a good uh, recipe for You're a perfect right, album. I mean, they, I was make, reading, they make some great fucking brownies, man. I was reading <laughs> Max's uh, autobiography, and uh, one of the one of the earlier producers who had uh, contacted Max uh, early on, whenever they recorded Beneath the Remains, you know, he he said, you know, of course they were very happy when they signed Sepultura. He goes, but, you know, nobody back then could foresee a Chaos AD. Like, those are his exact words. Like, it, you you couldn't really imagine that that thrash metal band, who was essentially, they were the Brazilian Slayer, you know? Like, they, they, were, they were fantastic, but they were like a lot of other thrash metal bands at the time. And uh, so with something like... KSAD, this is almost in a lot of ways the first super original Sepultura album where they were actually going to hammer out what that band sounded like. You know, versus versus just being another thrash metal band who happened to be from Brazil. This is the first album where you're like, okay, this is the definitive Sepultura sound. This is where I start to hear the slow, groovy, dissonant all words that you've already used that became the norm starting in 1993 in metal with bands such as Korn I don't want to say Limp Bizkit but I have to <laughs> Those, yeah, they the, get a bad rap the, in the beginning to. they were good uh, unfortunately I did this, this is kind of where I see the new metal bands getting their ideas from you know, I was critical before of Korn saying, well, we were a major influence uh, from Sepultura. And I'm thinking, guys, Sepultura wasn't doing what you do until a couple years after you started doing it. So I don't I don't see that comparison. Well, sort of. I mean, if, if you're going off of roots, sure. But, I mean, KSAD, I could see paving the way a little bit for new metal, at least some of the better parts of it. This is the first time where I start to notice that Max is writing the majority of the riffs. Uh, for those that don't pay attention, and they should be, uh, Max is famous for only playing a four-string guitar. And you can tell that all the riffage is in the low end on this one. Yeah, for sure. that's where it's crunchy. 
I dig it. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's where we start to really notice. And this is really kind of where the stigma that followed Sepultura around of it being Max Cavalera's, you know, brainchild. Where I'm, I'm, I'm like Jeff. I'm like, come on, guys. Igor's in there too. Well, as we're gonna find yeah. out later, though, that kind of it really was the magic ingredient because Igor was on several albums after Max left. That weren't that good. What so. he was what was Sepultura thirteen years after or something like he that? He was with Sepultura for a long time uh, after Max left, but we're not there yet. We're we're still in the golden age. Yeah, this so, is so this is still like heaven. The yeah, marriage is still fan fucking tastic. I mean, there's not a lot to say about Chaos AD with it being such a seminal record. It's not like Dude, I'm you gonna, stole my word. It's not like I'm gonna say, you know. I'm gonna say something that you're gonna be like, "Wow, I never really thought about KSAD like that." I mean, it's it's fucking perfect. It's fucking great, and it's it's one of those records that um, it's just it's never gonna go anywhere. I think it's gonna always be considered one of the greatest heavy metal records ever made. Wholeheartedly agree on that. So, is it time, Dan? I think it is. Oh yeah, dude. And this I'm is not my Dan. shit. Yeah, this is this is your shit. Really? I lo- I love Roots, dude. I do too, but. I just I, I wish that we weren't this is on YouTube because f- I could take some time just to listen to Roots Bloody Roots. Yeah, this is when a bit of funk finds its way in, a bit of a new metal sound, and that's not a bad thing. I think that fits the it's whole bouncy. Yeah, because it kind of fits the the tribal feel that Sepultura brings to the metal scene, so it, it works well. I don't know enough about this scene at that time. To not ask this question. That's because you're a baby, Joe. I, I know. I, tr- I'm an old I try. Fart. I just had my 20-year reunion today. I can tell. You're drunk. Yeah, uh, we get it, Jeff. You're old. <laughs> thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> did Sepultura pull from the Times, or did the Times pull from Sepultura? Oh, no, and they no, were just five no, years no, They pulled from the Times. Okay. It's still badass as hell. Oh, it's Wait, really good. It's, it's fucking it's, amazing. But the other thing that's, in, I think it's a bit of both because I think if you ask a lot of the uh, important new metal bands of the of the nineties, they'll tell you that like Sepultura is like super influential to to what they did. Like Korn. right, but they're talking about KSAD, not Roots. Yes, yeah, so, Roots so, came so, out in nineteen ninety six, man. So yeah, so so Roots is. Just furthering what they did on KSAD, they're just like going off. They're going off into the the tribal, like groovy kind of aspect and leaving the thrash behind. See, I'm not I'm not necessarily agreeing on that because really, here's what I hear. This is very like, and I love this record, so I'm not saying this negatively. But what I am saying is that this record sounds exactly like what it is. It sounds like the band that made KSAD. Started listening to shit like Corn and Deftones, and said, "Dude, we got to get on that." That's what this uh, is. But you have to understand, it's still the same band. So their creativity, their level of professionalism, is so much higher musically than the bands that I just mentioned. So why why does Corn so say this they, is done so well? So so why does Corn consistently, especially Jonathan Jonathan, like constantly say that Sepultura is like? A massive influence. He's talking about he's... KSAD. So, so the very s- first time I ever heard Korn's self-titled album, it was told everybody told me that it was groove metal. We didn't call it new metal back then, right? Because that didn't exist. No, but this shit did. So KSAD, like that record was a slower, groovier metal album. So yeah, I could see a band like Korn being like, shit, let's. Let's tune it down. Let's get the seven strings out, and we're gonna do that. 
Only we're gonna make it emotional and shit. So, so why can't Sepultura go from Chaos AD to Roots? Like, why can't they make that transition? I mean, because they've already hinted at it on Chaos. Well, AD. they did. They did make that transition, but I, there's definitely but, influence. But you're, but, but you're saying that they're they're influencing the people that they've influenced. I, I, I don't necessarily follow that. The that world the world's a complex place, Jeff. It can actually... Oh, I know. I mean, they're going to can, and from. Act, I, it can actually totally to, be true. So, what? Well, yeah. They, they influence the new metal bands, and, and then, then the new metal, metal bands, bands influence, influence them, because yeah, I get it's it. not like Korn's first record sounded like Chaos AD, but when I hear this, I think, okay, this is the sepulcher of creativity. You know, because I mean, they're they're still a powerhouse. They, so you're saying I still that, you're even saying on roots, I hold them at a much higher standard than I would hold a band like Corn or Deftones. So you're saying it's or the, shit or even Soulfly. So you're saying it's the Sepultura creativity within the new metal scene is what you're trying Absolutely. to say. Absolutely, this is okay. this is Sepultura's version of new metal, and I love it. I th- I think it's better than new metal. Here's my question. If Sepultura can evolve and adapt and still be heavy, and Korn can, at this time, also evolve and adapt, because this is kind of the same time where Follow the Leader came out, a couple years later. Why did Slayer fail so hard with Diablos and Musica? Because Slayer is not Sepultura. Because Slayer is not a band to just... Well, Slayer didn't transition out of thrash metal like Sepultura did. They just tried to tune it down and be slow. Is Slayer was me? just Slayer, stock Slayer, all the way up until that record, and then it was like very jarring. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not like Roots is that big of a jump from KSAD. It's a little bit slower. It's a little bit groovier. It's the pinnacle in most people's eyes of the music that Max Cavalera wanted to make, and you know it's hard for me to give credit to a lead singer for influencing the music that much but well, he was a principal songwriter he was a principal songwriter and we all heard soulfly and unfortunately we're not going to be able to touch on soulfly tonight but no. i know dan's going to try it anyway conspiracy. we will oh come on guys <laughs> we're going to have to take a detour yeah like a seriously like cavalier conspiracy is like one of my favorites right now so so why yeah. are we doing sepultura instead of max cavalier well, discography discussion one thing one thing that because it's a sepultura discography discussion uh, okay, we, okay. We, we will get there one thing about uh about roots that i really enjoy is all the tribal elements i agreed because um, they you know they, they'd hinted on at this a little bit on ksad but it was really fully realized here um Really, I mean, just to hearing a lot of the tribal beats, the chants. I mean, at one point they're actually out in the middle of the jungle, actually, you know, recording with natives. It's it's just really, um, it's very culturally significant for metal because they're really that's very good phrasing. Yeah, there really aren't there really aren't a lot of culturally significant metal bands. I think a lot of bands that sound like this try really hard to sound like American bands and Absolutely. Sepultura was very Brazil on this and I mean they 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 kept their heritage here in a way that other bands really I just don't think do I think I think a lot of bands from other countries just try to sound like whatever's popular in America and 
because that's what sells records. I mean, that right. I, but I, I mean, it. it's not like Roots didn't sell. You know, I was obvious that a lot of these preconceived notions we have about record sales and how and how the industry works. Because yeah, I wouldn't have bet money that this would have been successful in America, and it was huge. Yeah, you know, it, it there's something to be said. Like you, you hit the the counterculture movement. And you give the finger at the, to the establishment, and you just do what you fucking want to do. I mean, sometimes that works, and it, that's exactly what Sepultura is, especially on. I mean, Roots is really what you know put them on the map in the U.S. I guess. I mean, there's always been the the premonition. the remains. I know, but we're different than you know the regular discerning public. I mean, we. Yeah, that was a huge record. It was on. It was huge. It, it, it launched was. the band internationally. It, it did. But I guarantee you, if you go look at record sales and compare it against Roots, it's not even close. Probably not, no. And, and I guess that's what I'm trying to get at. You know, they're like, hey, you know what? This was their we're, black album is what I think Jeff's trying to say. Yeah, w- what they said is, you know what? We love our music. We love our culture. And if you don't like it, go fuck yourselves. And they made Roots. I mean, and they, and they got that feeling from chaos ad because there's you know there's a hint of of what is coming on chaos ad you know you know what's going to happen and like dan said i'm like the whole tribal beats the whole the culturally uh perspective of this album is just that's what sells it i mean it's not your regular quote-unquote American band and it's because they're not American they're Brazilian I mean they got a different perspective on 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 what metal is and it and it sells because it's something new it's something unique and it's something that you know the community wants to to take in I mean it's something new and it you know new music doesn't always work that way but it, it absolutely worked on this album and I'm glad it did because this is a great album I mean, I mean, we've already made it established. The Chaos ID is my favorite, but Roots, I'm I'm glad that it exists because it it brings Sepultura to the masses. Well, Dan, I know this is your fucking jam, so go ahead and tell me about all the standout tracks. All of them, <laughs> even though I'm not Dan. Oh man, well oh, we'll get back to I you. I mean, obviously, Roots, Bloody Roots is just the shit. I mean, that's to me that song is almost as good as Refuse, Resist. Um, it was definitely written with the same idea in mind. It was definitely the archetype song that they followed. Because, I mean, really, Roots Bloody Roots, I mean, it hits you in the face with all of the aggression that you had on KSAD. And I think that was also to reassure the fans that, hey, <laughs> we're still going to kick your ass. You know, and uh, that was good. Uh, man, I really love uh, I really love Cutthroat. Cutthroat's just an amazing song. Some of them I have a lot of trouble actually... Um, <laughs> Some of them I have a trouble. I have a little trouble pronouncing, like Rata Hatama or ha- Ratama. Ratama. Hata. Yeah, that's one of my favorite songs yeah, on the it, record. It is for me too, man. And uh, I love, I love Breed Apart. I love Dictator Shit at the end is awesome. <laughs> um, and yeah, I actually even like King and Jam, which is a hidden track. I you like Estari. Like, Estari is really, Hell really yeah. good, man. That that was actually recorded. You know, yeah. Dude, There's no mistake. That, I mean, it's it's. It's difficult to find a bad track on this album. How many rhythmic metal bands can you think of? Mashuga. 
Soulfly? Sepultura. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Same living, guy. Living Sacrifice. <laughs> right? Um, a lot of, there's a lot. Um, I'm just saying, it's not something that everybody does. And at the well, time, they were the only ones doing it that yeah, I can think of. What? Was this 96? My wife told me that this sounds like a metal band is playing in the jungle. And that is pretty much what it sounds like. I mean, straight up. Dude, Superficial, like, but it's I, totally true. I, I think your your wife just gave them the best compliment they could ever get. That's exactly what they were going for, I think. And they nailed it. And if everybody thinks that, because I know you're... Your wife is not necessarily the discerning metal fan. So, yeah, if they can get across to her, that means yeah, they did actually, their job. It's actually kind of funny about my wife because she talks to people, you know, regular, especially when she was in college and just being being with me at the time. It, it was so funny when guys, she'd meet guys and... Uh, not me, like she wasn't like meeting guys, but like she, she would talk. <laughs> to, she would talk to guys, and they, they would be like, "Oh, well, I listen to real metal band, like you know, Papa Roach and stuff." And my Nickelback. wife, she, she's like this little, you know, little tiny thing, and she's just like, "Well, that's not like really metal, though, is it?" <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> because awesome. my husband yeah. he listens to Sepultura. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my husband listens to a shit ton of Sepultura and death yeah. and a lot of death. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, what about Pantera? Uh, okay, fuck okay. Pantera. Not as much, yeah. Oh wait, no, I don't mean that. I just mean fuck stay Phil. on track. Stay on track. <laughs> okay, fuck so Phil. Roots Roots is really great, man. And I, like, I don't. It's such a good record that it's literally one of those like I don't even have a lot to say about it because it's what do you what do you want? I mean, it's it's pioneering. And honestly, like, I mean, I'm very partial to Beneath the Remains and Arise and even Schizophrenia, but um, if you only had to get two Sepultura records, I mean, get Chaos and D and Roots, man. That's going to give you your best, your best bang for your buck. Yeah. I mean, even, even the, like, scatting that, like, Korn is, like, famous for, I think came from this. I don't know, dude. John Davis was doing it before this. Yeah, he was doing it on Twist and stuff. Absolutely. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I like this song. I know. I'm sorry, man. This is a great fucking song. They're all great. This is not a record that I skip songs on. No, this is a this is a cover to cover album. Which is funny because after this album, it, I pretty much skip entire records. Oh, dude. Like, all right. So what happened? Chicken. What happened? Uh, Kisser is a dick. That's what happened. And the rest of the band followed, minus Max. I know the whole story, but I'm yeah, yeah, just... yeah. No, no. I want to hear since Dan knows this story. We well, we I'm need not to gonna get. It. I'm not gonna get too deep into it. You should. <sighs> not a big secret, but basically, Max Cavalera fell in love with the band manager. They got married, and uh, she actually uh, she'd had a son, and her and uh, not Max's son, but a son that she'd had, I guess, with someone else. And him and Max became really good friends. And uh, they were like best friends. They formed like a lifelong bond, you know. And uh, unfortunately, this person. So, he, so you're saying he became a really good stepfather. Yes. This person uh, ended up tragically passing away. Um, and, uh, the, officially, he passed away v- because of a car accident. But um, Max and Gloria, his wife, both feel like maybe there was something more sinister at work, and that that he was that he was killed. Um, there's never really been anything, any any evidence to back that up. But um, if you ask Max today, you know he would he would tell you that that he was killed. You know, and uh, actually, the very first Soulfly album 
is dedicated um, to his stepson. And uh, it's it even says like you know that the, those who those who have killed him will be brought to will be brought to justice. You know, um, so it was a big deal. Um, and literally, like right a- right after this happened, he um, ended up basically the band sat him down and said, "Hey, we don't want Gloria to be our manager anymore." we want to get a new manager and this was like literally like days after max you know at basically days after his stepson's funeral and it basically went about as well as you would think it would go in Which that is light, shitty. no fuck you guys fuck all of this this is not an appropriate time to be bringing all this up and they're like well we want to go on this tour too we want to go on this tour so i think he did like one last tour with them and then that was it. He's just like, fuck you guys, I'm out. Um, but the weird part is that his brother, Igor, stayed in the band. And that's it. I mean, that's that's the Dan Notes version of what happened. I mean, and it's uh, it's really sad. I don't even know what to say about it. I mean, it just literally, like, pulled the plug on Sepultura for me. Well... You're not the only one, but yeah. they but they did continue, and they've continued to this day, as far as I can remember, with a consistent lineup. Well, there's there's no there's no original members left. I mean, I guess what Kisser's the uh, considered somewhat of a original member, and he's the last one in it, and that's because it's essentially Kisser's band now. But yeah, it's. And what we got in 1998 as a result of all of this was against. Which is the lack of heart. Yeah, so on this record, you've got a new vocalist. Who's good. Oh, he's fantastic. I just don't give a shit. <laughs> because there's no there's no heart and soul behind it. He screams. He sounds very Sepultura-ish. Sounds Max-ish. Yeah, Dan and I have we've had several discussions on later Sepultura, and it's just like you said, we're missing the heart and soul, which is Max. I mean, Max is what made the machine work. He's the one that pumped the the oil or blood through the veins. I mean, he he really was Sepultura, uh, in our opinions. I mean, maybe other people feel differently, but. Against it, it, it just it's just it it's technically good. It sounds like a good metal band, but there's no heart. It's all technical and no heart, and it, it, it and it re, re, you know replicates itself album after album after album. There's something missing, and it's the heart. Well, against is a 15 song, 47 minute snore fest. It has energetic songs, and like it's a good metal record, but like that's not good enough for Sepultura at this point in their career. I don't know if you guys can really grasp what I'm saying here, because it's like, well, if it's good, it's good, right? But it's not good compared to Roots. It's not good compared to Chaos AD, and maybe that's not fair, but it's how I feel. Like, And again, I might even be more willing to forgive it if it was Max singing and playing guitar. But it's not. And so what you have is 
a record that actually harkens back a little bit more to Chaos AD. But it's like full of these weird like punk hardcore songs. And they just sound very just contrived. Like they just kind of shat out these ideas to fill up 15 tracks. I can't even come up with a metaphor to explain what I was thinking the first time I listened to Against. But I think this is what it was like to listen to Killing Is My Business by Megadeth the first time somebody had heard Kill 'Em All and realized that Dave used to be in that band. Yeah, it's uh it's it's one of those It's a good comparison. The previous group, the previous band, the previous records, yes, the style kind of wavered, but the whole point, the purpose of listening to Sepultura was to hear about how they feel about their government and the world and the way people are treated and the way they act. Very personal Max Cavalera outlook. And now it feels like they're trying really hard to not just, all right, guys, so we got a new singer. We're going on. We need to all be happy about this. We all need to be proud of our band again. So let, let, let's change the feel. Like, let's not be so dark. Like, everybody thinks we're so dark ever, after the last two records. It's almost like let's do a happy record, a Sepultura version of a happy record. And it, 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 it doesn't hit the same way. It's heavy. I like it. Well, we're listening to Co- Choke right now, and it's got like it's got the tribal shit behind it, but it just seems so contrived at this point. It doesn't feel natural like it did on Roots. Because and it really at- stands out the against the, the, is, the, the, the bordering tracks. Yeah, the atmosphere isn't there to support it. You are now entering Dan's atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. So you got Igor and nothing to contrast it against. Everybody here is technically proficient. Yeah. They're not playing bad notes or, you know, screwing up like, like their screw-ups on the recording or anything, but it's just, it's boring. I, I can't, I could never just sit down and listen to this without falling asleep. It doesn't inspire you like Max does. That's really what it is. No, it doesn't make me want to get, you know, get in a fist fight with somebody. No, it makes you want to, you know, get in a circle pit and just dance around in a circle going, yay, look at me. And maybe that's okay. Mm, no, I don't feel that at all. I, it doesn't even make me want to do that. It makes me want to go like, yeah, hey, the drummer's good. I, I can f- I can feel what he's he's throwing down. Uh, the vocalist is alright. And the guitarist is technically proficient. Bassist is there. But... Actually, I think their bassist is the only original remaining member of the band. No, he just left. Oh, never mind. Kisser is as close. This just in. (laughs) Yeah, Kisser is as close as you get to original member now. So, all right, guys, that's against. Yay. I mean, I wish this was over, but. um, It's not. So, we got Nation. Nation is another 15 song album that's 51 minutes, and it's just fucking boring. Yeah, I'm over here yawning. And there's a reason for that. I mean, this one's well, worse you did than, run all the way here. This yeah. one's worse than against, in my opinion. It is. It's not even as heavy as against was, and it's just like slow. Like the songs somehow managed to not stand out even more than they did on against. That's difficult to do, but it happened. But goddamn it, Kisser and company, you guys pulled it off. 
I mean, I, I, I'm getting to the point, like, I feel like these albums now are, are Kisser's brainchild. And he, he suffers from uh, Ingve Malmsteen syndrome. See, I disagree. I think he's still trying to sound simple. Especially on these two records. He, he's trying to. These I, are boring, dude. And dude, like, they're boring because there's no heart. That's what I'm trying yeah, to get yeah, at. Yeah, his solos that, are cool, but... That's ugh. what I'm getting at with the whole Malmsteen thing. Like, like But Malmsteen, Malmsteen would be more entertaining than this. Yeah, because it's great to watch on YouTube because he's like technically proficient. And that's exactly what Kisser is. Kisser is way proficient. There's no heart. In it's a anyth- great word, proficient, isn't it? Yeah. There's no heart in anything that that Kisser does, in my opinion. Like, but that's that's what made him so great. Whenever Max was in the band, is like they played off each other. You, you had those contrasts. As soon as that con, you know, Max is gone. There's no more contrasts. Well, and Derek Green sounds really good and passionate on this one. Yeah, well, I, I guess almost we shouldn't feel forget like about he, Derek. Yeah, I almost yeah. feel like he really stepped it up on this record, but it just can't save it. I still don't give a shit. Yeah, I guess that shouldn't be lost. Like, it, it, it's not fair to Derek because he's a fucking badass fucking vocalist. Yeah, but it's like this is Sepultura, the great Brazilian metal band, and here's Derek Green from Ohio. Yeah. If you'd asked me to review all of the Def Leppard records that came out in the past 15 years, my response to you would be one arm. Every single one of them sounds like Def Leppard. <laughs> Sorry. I this sounds myself. like Sepultura. Without Max Cavalera. I wish I could say I remember any of it. That sentence doesn't even make any sense to me, though. I I realize it doesn't make sense to you, but that's all I got. And it's actually, it's... I will say this. It's not fair to the band after Max leaves. It's so hard. And and it's really not fair to be compared to Max. Because, like, my God, he's like the embodiment of badassness when it comes to metal and when he leaves a band I mean that's a huge void to fill you know and having a kisser and Derek to try to fill that gap I mean it never mattered how good Derek was it might have been more fuel for the fire had he been really shitty yeah but he's not yeah I feel bad for him almost to a certain extent because you know it's not like he's bad. It's just that Max is Max. I mean, he's like on another level. You feel what Max is is, is throwing down, and you just—it's not Derek's fault. Derek's a great vocalist, but you just can't—they just don't compare. Is this one of those times where they really should have just changed the band name? Oh yeah. I, oh, absolutely. And then given Sepultura back to Max Cavalera. Yeah, instead of Soulfly and yeah Cavalera Conspiracy, I I agree. Well. And um, I think it was. I think so. I think Max told. I think it was Toomey that he told that he could have just taken the name Sepultura back at any point, but just didn't feel like it was right. So that's why he didn't do it. But that's interesting, you know, that he could have. He could have literally just been like, "No, the new the Soulfly album. That's the next Sepultura album. Fuck all you guys." But even then, I would. I would kind of wonder, like, would it? Would we kind of have the same thing? Because I think part of the reason why Soulfly was so successful is, you know. Obviously, obviously, number one because they had Max. Yeah, which is you know the best person to have in your corner when you're starting a band. Yeah, the only time. But they, uh, but like with Soulfly, I don't think anybody went in with the expectation that it was going to be Sepultura. 
And that, that that's the battle that Sepultura is fighting, and they're still fighting. Yeah, I, I think the only time that the uh, the name would have been brought back is whenever it became Cavalier Conspiracy, whenever Igor came back. Because well, in my opinion, uh, Sepultura is Igor and Max. Well, and I think in 2017... Yeah, obviously, yeah, you couldn't really do it because, you know, Sepultura now has lots of albums out that didn't have Max on it. There's more Sepultura without Max than there was with. Oh, by a lot. And and that's uh So you, there are people who who like the new Sepultura. That's And there's just nothing not wrong with it, but yeah, it's just that they they really kind of just uh but I so I'm going to I'm going to just say it though that these first two records they did without Max were pretty bad. Like and they were boring, they had a lot of good elements, but I don't really feel like the songwriting was there, and the the albums just bore me to death. It wasn't until Roarback in two thousand three that I feel like the band started to actually sound decent again. You think that's when Kisser's finally starting to get his writing chops instead of Max doing all the heavy lifting? Maybe I mean like because Comeback Alive, dude, he really kicks out of the gate. And honestly, the first time I heard this, I was like, you know what, this might be okay. You know what I mean? It might, I might, I might be like, "Fuck yeah, Sepultura, Roarback." You know what I mean? Like, uh, I thought that for about at least five to ten minutes. So, uh, the, so the first track is what you're saying. The first track was great, <laughs> and you're right; it's a good first song. And then it's just like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Well, I mean, it builds up. It's cool, you know. But yeah, it just you know, it's cool. It's a little new metal, but. That's what we've gotten since Roots, so you know I can't really bitch about that. Right. Um, I just thought that this was uh, this was a lot more interesting uh, than what they had had before. They they kind of went back to thrash a little bit, uh, which I found very enjoyable. I think Derek sounds good. Um, this is where he really started to sound like Derek Green. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, there was he, no he, more he, like. He hey, let's try to sound like Max. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not really a fan and never really have been of the way he enunciates because he has one of those I'm literally barking at this microphone voices. Which well, there's certain types of vocalists like Max, whenever Max is screaming, that's just his voice. But like Derek is a screamer like I'm a screamer and that he's doing a voice. He's doing an impression, you know. Um, there's there's pu- there's pluses and neg- negatives to both of those. Yeah, like Max, you you could figure like if he's yelling at his kids, it's the same fucking voice. I guess actually the only thing that I didn't like about Roarback, even though it's a really great album, Roarback sounded a little bit too much like Pantera for me, and so I didn't enjoy that one as much. I don't know, dude. There's a song on here called "More of the Same." <laughs> Interesting concept there, guys. Yeah. But no, for some reason, Derek sounds a lot like Phil Anselmo on this record. Still sounds good, but, you know, I just, uh, it was a little too Pantera-ish for me, so I just didn't care for it. Yeah, that's because you don't like Phil, but I get it. I think Come Back Alive is actually a decent song. I mean, it's heavy. I told you, dude, track one. Yeah. You still got to get the kisser, like, look at me solo, but... That's like every song he's on for like the next six albums. Well, that's the thing. I know. And that's what turns me off. That's why I don't like Momstein. I don't like Shining Force, even though he's. I love Shining Force for Sega Genesis, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, that one. You love Shining Force 2. That's a good one. Shining Force 1 cheats. 
No, Shining Force 2 cheats. We'll get into that a little later. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and say it. Yeah. It's Roarback. It's meh. It's good. It's just not... I just don't care. So is this next one Dante 21, 21. or Dante XX1? Probably Dante 21. 21. All right. If I'm up on my Roman numerals. Well, I'm not. Is. This one's pretty good, too, though. Like, And this one I like because it was shorter. It was only 40 minutes. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, I can get in and out. <laughs> Still 15 songs, though. Yeah, they're weird about having a shit ton of songs. Like, just really fill that disc up. Uh, but I, I felt like the band was kind of starting to find their footing again. You know, like, because Roarback is literally what it was. They they literally were like, no, we're we're back to being creative, to being awesome. I don't remember if it was Roarback or Dante where they tried to say that it was going to be better than Roots. Which that is was like, Dante yeah, XX1. Yeah, that's 21. Yeah, that was bad. Don't don't say that to fans ever. Let us make our own decision. Don't tell us it's going to be better. Don't even tell me it's going to be as good as. Like, I mean, just leave it alone. Just be like, hey, we got this new record out. You guys should totally buy it. No, fuck you. Don't go buy the new Soulfly album. Put it down. Put it down. Buy, buy the new, both. How buy about the that? new Sepultura album. Well, a lot of people did, but not as many people as you would think would be comfortable because, like, holy shit, like... Soulfly outsold Sepultura. <laughs> it was like five to one. It yeah, wasn't even close. Yeah, especially the early stuff. I mean, like with Soulfly's self-titled album came out, it blew the pants off of Against. It was, it was ugly. I actually kind of dig this album. To be truthful with you, what Dante? Yeah, Dante's, it's good. Yeah, Dante's pretty good. I don't really have a lot of complaints. Uh, they did start getting a little artsy fartsy in here, which I think they needed to. Well, as I say, like that's that's more my cup of tea. Yeah. So, I'm down with that. Again, it's it's kind of like, all right, guys, this is the new Sepultura. You guys need to just get on board because we're going to kind of go in this direction now. Because this is not the first. This is the first of several concept albums. Oh, oh! You just used my favorite word. Yeah. You're concept. now entering Jeffrey's atmosphere. <laughs> Dude, I love that shit. I really do. I don't know, dude. I call bullshit on any band that puts out a song that's a blatant ripoff of a previous song. Because <laughs> Darkwood of Error, it's just Refuse Resist played faster. And yes, I'm a guitar guy. I know how to play notes and make them sound heavy. It's the same damn song. Oh, this is all about... This no. is not artsy. This is lazy. Oh, this is Igor being a badass. Yeah, this for the guitar side. Yeah, it's lazy. This is a uh, this is the vehicle for Igor, and Derek sounds fucking good on this song too. I just don't think that the speed matches the sound. Because I understand that like the smartest thing they could have done, which is what they did do, was to return to that thrash metal bass. I just don't think it sounds good here. This is Mediocre Slayer. I don't hate it. Like I said, I actually kind of dig it because, well, I like thrash metal, so there you go. But And this didn't sound like Pantera. So, I mean, it was kind of nice hearing this, you know. But I just, I don't know. This record, oh, really? Like, a, you can't go wrong on this, man. Drum solo is fucking awesome on this song. Right, dude, but... <laughs> yeah, Igor's a good drummer. We know that. We, we know yeah. Igor's a good drummer. <laughs> I don't have anything to say about this one anymore. It's good ish, but it's not great. And that's the problem. You had four like fantastic seminal albums come out 
and everything that you do from then is compared to that. And you're not ever living up to that. That's the problem that Sepultura has going forward. Oh, but they named their next album after my buddy Alex. Aww. 2009. Alex. Shout out, Alexander. We love you, man. We really do. We're always thinking about you. We love you. Always thinking about you. I can't believe we have four records left. That's it. Shut your filthy mouth. (laughs) Oh, Alex. Good old Alex. Talk about an album that's up its own ass. (sighs) Ladies and gentlemen, rant incoming. 18 songs. Three... Two, 54 minutes. One. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not like that. It's not bad at all. As a matter yeah, fact, it's I, not, it's not I, an I actually enjoy rant. it. I actually enjoy it quite a bit. Um, it's just... This is where my whole, like, I don't care. Like, I could listen to this, or... I could listen to KSAD. Again. And again, I have to fight this battle every time I listen to one of the post-max Sepultura albums. It's like, I could do that, or I could just put on something that I know that I'm going to enjoy from beginning to end. Yeah, it's the same challenge that we that we've talked about in previous podcasts with like say in flames. It's not that, you know, there's people out there in the world that dig the new stuff. But everybody loves Horacle. You know? Not everybody loves whatever the fuck they're putting out now. <laughs> you know? And it's the same I thing. They with broke up after Horacle. Pretty much. Oh, okay. Anyway, Uh, Yeah, so, I mean, Alex is another concept album by Sepultura. Um, I really like the cover artwork, and that's about it. I mean, I like the record. It's good. It's got good solos. It's got fast drumming. It's got all the shit that Sepultura is supposed to have, and I just don't care. Yeah, that's the problem, like we said earlier. It's not that it's bad. It's good. But you keep on referring back to what was great. When Sepultura was great, and this just doesn't hold up. This is a good band. This isn't like the legendary metal band Sepultura. This is about the time you start wondering what might have been. Like, what would have happened if the band hadn't been dicks? Did you listen to the first Soulfly album? That's what would have happened. Oh, you mean heaven? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's fucking awesome. I mean, I'm, heaven if you like new metal, but yeah, it's... Hey, new metal is new again. It, I'm not knocking it. It's definitely coming back. Yeah, it really is, but yeah, I mean, Soulfly is badass, but that's another episode. Uh, we're talking about Sepultura tonight, and I know we got four records left. Yeah. Does anybody I, have anything interesting to say about Alex? Because I don't. I don't. You, I'd, you, rather, I'd rather talk about my buddy it, Alex. Yeah, I was going to say, you're still good on the shit? Yeah, I'm good. I'm. We're really sorry, listeners, if you're a big fan of the later Sepultura albums, because we are not. It, it's it's really. Um, yeah, there's yeah, there's no hidden agenda. And again, here. it's not even it's not even like an In Flames situation or a Metallica thing where like the later albums are so bad that we can still just shit on them and and have a good time. We can't even do that here because these records aren't bad. I'll give them all the credit I can give them, but to be honest, I haven't listened to. I haven't listened to them much. Um, I've listened to them only to acknowledge that they exist. Yeah, I've they're a adequate. Couple of them, I, yeah, I picked a couple of them up over the years. It's like, oh, cool, a new Sepultura album. And then I put it in, and I was like, oh, shit. That's why I don't listen to them anymore. It's more of the same. 
it's we hit this peak and then we went down a step and we've just been hanging out there this whole time. Yeah, that's exactly it. They're good. I'll they're give them credit. Great. They're still making records. They're still touring. Yeah, and <laughs> instead of arenas, now they're doing like the hole in the walls. While SoFly and Cavalier Conspiracy still goes to these massive metal festivals. Where Gee, they play Roots in its entirety. <laughs> yeah. I just want to see that show where Soulfly and Sepultura play together and both bands have to play Roots Bloody Roots. Because that happens. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I wish it did. Kisser wouldn't let that happen. I don't think they would ever be on the same bill. Well, that's true, too. That's because... And we said the same thing about Metallica and Megadeth, though, so... Yeah. I think that's because Max would knock Kisser the fuck out. I'm going to take yeah. a step back and say, why the fuck isn't Sepultura one of the big four? I think it's because Max Cavalera is not in the band. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly it. It's... I think it was Sharon Osbourne that said that... Uh, if if they hadn't broke like they did, they would have been the next Metallica. Oh yeah, they would have been easily on the same level, if not more popular. I'll go out on a limb and say if Sharon said it, it's true because she knows. She knows her shit. She man. really does. I mean, like people give her grief because she's on the View and all that other stuff, but back in the day, I mean, it, yeah, I mean this she, was back she, in '96. So yeah, I'm like probably a little bit more credible back then. Yeah. I mean, she had some chops, man. She she was in when it came to management. She knew her stuff. Are we already on Kairos or Kairos? Kairos. We are. Do we okay. need to stay there long? Not yeah. really. It yeah. sounds a lot like Alex. I mean, it's all right. It's it's decent. I mean, I it's not but bad. But like 17 songs, and that's the problem I have with a lot of these is like, I feel like if they were like 30 minutes each, like I could kind of get behind them. But they're all fucking so long, like so many tracks, and a lot of them are just like bullshit, like noodly yeah. bullshit. But well, like- that—that's Kisser for you. That's the problem, man. I—I I think that he is the problem in the quote-unquote modern Sepulteras because, like you said, he noodles, and it's just a vehicle to show how proficient he is. Well, let's talk about the mediator between head and hands. Must be the heart because talk, talk about we kept the working title. Uh, it's an atrocious it, mouthful for the name for a name of a record. I would have called it Head and Hands and called it a day. Yeah, so I mean, it's uh, it's a post Max Sepultura album. Yay! Yeah, it's <laughs> it's there. It's decent. Derek, uh, Derek Green sounds good, and yeah, Kisser Igor, plays the guitar real good. Igor's is not on this one, right? I believe this is Igor Less. Yes. Yeah. It definitely sounds that way. I mean, listen to it. This person clearly and has again, more is energy. Is that like the only speed that Derek Green screams at? That's because that's the only really speed. fucking tired of it, man. That's because that's the only speed Kisser tells him to go at. He's a really good singer, but holy shit, dude! Like, come on, like he's he's making a paycheck, man. Well, it, yeah, it, maybe it's, it's increasingly shrinking paycheck. I would assume this is almost a little metalcore. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I think that's what they were going for. It just kind of didn't work. There is a an, an album that comes after this, and it's actually not even an, really an album, but it's like this little... Uh, Soap opera soundtrack? Dude, and it's fucking badass. Like, I was, I was telling Dan about this a few weeks ago. I'm like, holy shit, this is actually really good stuff. It's it's what? It's like, it's for the, some soundtrack, some miniseries. It's like Miniseria Dupla Identidade or something like that. We'll and go it, with that, sure. Dude, <laughs> it's really, really good. It's the Yeah, I didn't listen to that. I did. And 
It's the, in my opinion, it is the best post-Max Sepultura. And nobody knows what the fuck it is. And I love the shit out of it. It's fucking great. And I'm like one of like three people outside of Brazil that love it. And it's what Sepultura should be. It's the best stuff that Kisser's done. And I don't know if it's because he had uh, he had a confinement he had to work in and he didn't have to he didn't get to do all the noodling shit because he was doing it for a miniseries for some TV show in Brazil. But it worked great. I really, really liked it, but no it's not it's not readily available. So good luck in finding it if you it's can. It's on find streaming it. services. Oh it is? Oh. Yeah. I thought it was special. You are special. You own it. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Somebody else has to borrow it. Oh, okay. Okay, so, so this album's over, right? Yeah, and then okay. we're what? We're uh, uh, it's Elder Gods next. Is uh, that it? Machine Messiah. No, Elder oh. Gods is a collection of cover songs. So, I mean, it's we can, still we, good. We can well, it's talk. Exodus and Sepultura. Okay. They play a really cool version of Zombie Ritual by Death. Yeah, it's really good. Oh wait, so. I'm liking it because it's not original Kisser material. Huh, imagine that. Well, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> fucking Chuck Schuldner, and as we Fuck all know. Fuck yeah, man. We, we love all, Chuck. We all we all know the uh, the uh, drinking of the ball sweat of Chuck Schuldner that I partake in. So It's not just you, man. So this is showing exactly how you feel about later Sepultura. You'd rather hear them play other people's songs. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah, oh, we would. Any day, any day. Yeah, this is good stuff. This whole album's good. I mean, I mean, I like cover records when they're done well because and it's done well actually. It's covers really are fun well. to listen to when they're done well. Yeah, this I think actually this it would have been way cooler to hear Max sing Zombie Ritual. That's oh just my me. god, yeah, but this is still good. This is really, really good for a cover album. I think it's really good. I mean, we've got some impending I'm, doom on here. Yeah, man. We got no one will stand. Yeah, don't go for, yeah. don't go too far until you might get some Exodus stuff. I know, but Exodus is amazing. We're gonna talk yeah. about them soon. Yeah. yeah, we are. Yeah, they got to be on an upcoming epi- episode because they're really good. They're good. I mean, they're no testament, but they're good. <laughs> well, hey, we only tease testament to get Dan in the fucking studio. Oh, oh that's that was our mistake because now <laughs> there's going my, to be testament. I wear my testament shirt every time we record this. Yeah, he's he's hoping one of these days. So if I showed up dressed for it, guys, come on. Yeah, if one of those <laughs> listeners out there. You want testament? You need to come and let us know, and we maybe, still gotta, we still got to we'll, do intronaut. We'll maybe we'll do it for real. Yeah, intronaut has got to be around the corner. That's a great band. All yeah, right, well, fat guy's Machine back starting Messiah. to hurt, so let's move this shit on. <laughs> yeah, Machine Messiah. It's uh, and it's another and. Eh. I wanted to like this record too. Dude, I, I listened too. to this one probably the most because it was the newest. Because I, you know, in in the age of bands that really weren't that good for a long time, and then like. In the past couple of years, like bands that weren't that good kind of come back around this time, so I thought that was going to be the same with Sepultura, but unfortunately nope. it was not. It's because Max and Igor are bye-bye. And actually, the bassist isn't even on This is another one that, that's really up its own ass. Um, and more so, I, I detected than even on previous records. It's another concept album about how machines, you know, control our lives and all that good shit. I like concept albums, but most bands that do a good concept album can't pull it off a second time. This one hasn't pulled it off once. What's it, Stream Theater? Well, it's like they, they it's like they did really well with Dante. Started, I, I, I said that. It's like they did really good with Dante, and then they just thought, well, Wolverine 1 is what the people want. <laughs> 
Well, we'll be getting back to Dream Theater the after people, the Dream Theater disaster. Two. The people want Max. Is what yeah. the people want. Yeah, I, I wish we could detour, Dan, and just yeah. talk about Soulfly for the rest of the evening, but we can't. No, no, seriously. Right. Let's just let's wrap this baby up and put it to bed. Well, that's well. I, I will say this. I love Derek's clean vocals. I wish he'd do more of them. I like that baritone. I think it's fucking awesome. Uh, it sounds like shitty doom metal to me. No, it is not. It is not. This is really good. I like his vocals are really good on this. Cool, dude. Yeah, I, I apparently I'm in the minority on this, but his clean vocals, I'm sorry, are fantastic. If if he wasn't called Sepultura, I'd be inclined to agree. Why the 100%. hell is there clean singing on a Sepultura? Album? Why the hell is there clean singing on a Sepultura record? But you know what though, there's tons of songs that they did after Max where they just went a million miles an hour and screamed the whole time, and I didn't like those either. So it's the know. name. I, I wish. All right, if if Derek could get away from the whole. Max stigma. I his baritone vocals are really, really, really good, and I and he it just gets lost in the shuffle because it's like oh it's not Max and oh this is this is sh you know shitty wannabe doom metal this is you know crappy Sepultura dude he's got a really good voice, but maybe that's just me I don't know. I love baritones, so... I just didn't appreciate it on the extremely slow opening track. I... Dude, I've... I... Actually, I dig but this song a lot. But you know what? If lot. this album had... You know, it's weird, though, if this whole album had sounded like this, I'd probably been like, this is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's the problem, know, is the rest of it doesn't sound like... Because like, it sounds cool. different. You're right. And maybe that's why I got excited when the first time I heard this. Machine Messiah is, is a great song, in my opinion. And maybe the, it's because it's not like... The same in-your-face Derek post-Max Sepultura that we're so used to. I, I wish he would do more of it because he's got a really good voice. He doesn't have to scream all the time. He doesn't have to try to sound like Max. He doesn't have to be... Well, he tried that already. Yeah. Maybe if I didn't have 20 years of mediocre behind this that's true i'd be inclined to be like all right yeah it's not the same but it's okay now i'm really sitting here asking myself why didn't you guys just change the fucking name i'm surprised that they got this far to be honest with you god i'm i'm tired of going to bat <laughs> you guys <laughs> Jeff are... has run out of his ability to go to bat for anything yeah you guys win i lose i get it it's not an argument i mean like no, like it, it is an argument it really is. I, in my opinion, it, you like the first track, Jeff. That's okay. We all do it. Yeah, but the rest of the album is just the same shit. It's masturbatory kisser shit. Yeah. It is. Well, final thoughts and Dibs on the band name masturbatory kisser. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright 2017. Discussmetal.com. Oh, all yeah. rights reserved. Should be the name of our cover band. I, for my final thoughts on Sepultura, I mean. It is the Cavaleras. I mean, it, it, and obviously, you know, Max more than Igor, but the two of them together make it work. And that's why the stuff they've done post-Sepultura is really good. But I really wish that, uh, and, I, and I've kind of hinted at this a bit, I, I like Derek's vocals a lot. I wish that Derek had more of a influence on how things went instead of Kisser. I, I think I know that I think Kisser is the primary writer for 
for arrangements and for the uh, lyrics. If Derek had more of an influence on that, I I think things would be different. I I really really like his clean baritone vocals. Uh, I I think he's severely underrated underrated in that. But if you give if you give me the option, I'm always going to go back to like KSID. I'm going to always go back to Arise. I'm always going to go back to Roots and. That's because it's Max, I, and it makes you feel it. He, he, he gets you. He gets you going. I mean, I mean, God, that guy's a genius. I like you. Feel everything that he says and everything that he sings, and he, he, we all wish that we were Max. That's how I feel. Dan, uh, really, morbid visions through uh, the end of Roots is sepulter for me, and. Again, I apologize that we were we shit on the other albums so much, but it just for me it's not the same band. It's hard for me to it's hard for me to let that go. It's really hard for me to separate the two from each other. So I guess in my in my mind, it's just uh, you know, it just I would just stick with those first albums. That's all I got. Unfortunately, I agree with Dan. <laughs> it's. It's really hard it's never to a good place to be in. I know it, it's really hard to get into a band that not only is so fucking good, but gets so much better as they go. To have your feet fucking ripped out from underneath you, and it just become a mediocre version of what it was, and it goes on and on and on and on and on and doesn't get any better. If you listen to Machine Messiah, if you heard it with clean ears and you didn't know it was Sepultura, you'd be inclined to really enjoy it for what it is. But when you put the name Sepultura on it, it becomes mediocre. It becomes a farce of doom metal. And then you have to ask yourself too many questions. Why is Sepultura playing doom metal? Why is there singing on a Sepultura record? And then you end up, you know, while you're trying to talk yourself into listening to it, you end up going back to Roots and Chaos AD because that's where the majority of people live. And that's where everything that made Sepultura amazing, that's where it is. And in my opinion, it followed Max Cavalera everywhere he went. Soulfly, Cavalera Conspiracy, it, it just, it permeates. So if you're a fan of Max Cavalera, those are your records. But it's really hard to be a fan of just Sepultura after Roots. Well said. Dan, we got some shout-outs this week. Do we? Yes, we do. I don't want to call them that, so can I have a better, a better phrase? I don't know, call-outs, shout-outs. We have some comments. Speak-outs. Can I just do comments? I suppose so, I don't some love we definitely have some love yeah yeah well, I, we, I can feel the love from one particular individual we do um we'd like to shout out dave cassidy who uh decided that he wanted to take the jump to becoming a patron a patron and uh is dedicating money to us every month for doing our thing which i thought was really cool so yeah. you'll be hearing his name every single month henceforth for yeah. a while yeah as long yeah. as he's given that money thank <laughs> you thank you dave cassidy you we, we are love the man. dave we got a comment on Podbean. Yeah, we got a comment from Zach Barr. 
saying that this show makes my boring days outside painting and sweating my ass off so much better, and I enjoy hearing about different types of bands. It's a fantastic show, and I am waiting on an episode maybe one day about Arch Enemy. You guys rule. Nice. Keep it up. Well, thank you very much, uh, Zach. Yeah, Zach, we'll, we will get to Arch Enemy. There's no question. They're, they're it's, it's, com it's coming, dude. Yeah, they're worthy. All right, so, Dan, what have you been listening to this week? Uh, well... Besides Sepultura? Yes. <laughs> He's been listening to Soulfly. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I've been listening to Cavalier. I, I have been listening to a lot of Soulfly. Um, so let's go with that. Yeah, self-titled Soulfly. Not going to lie. That's good. Joe, what about you, man? Uh... My brain is fried. Oh, so he's got to go to his... After he's the fucking go to his, day I've had, I've got to look. <laughs> he's got to go to his recent activity and look Checking at his history. recent history. Dude, Introduction to Mayhem by Primer 55. Oh, I thought he was going to go to Thriller by Michael Jackson. I have been listening Watch to some Thriller. Watch these fuckers jump as I get loose. You damn right. Oh, yeah, dude. Introduction to Mayhem, Primer 55. We need to talk about Primer at some point. Yeah, we do. All right, Jeff. What have you been listening to? Actually, I've been listening to the new single uh, by Architects. Doomsday. I've nice. Actually, I've been digging that quite a bit. You messed up, Jeff. I've heard of that band. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Better dig deeper, you Spotify uh, whore. I, I can't do that. I've been listening to so much new wave, actually. <laughs> Besides metal. Oh, God. You gotta go completely the other direction. Oh, dude. I've been listening to so much fucking new wave. It's not even funny, man. All right. How about this? The church... You guys remember that under the Milky Way? No. You don't get two picks, Jeff. They still exist. And I'm listening to their new shit. It, it's good. Good night. All right. I'm out. And on that note, this has been episode 32 of Discography Discussion. Thank you for listening. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Subscribe to our podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher. Visit DiscussMetal.com for all things discography discussion. And please, send questions and comments to DanAndJoeShow at gmail.com. If you are not a patron, you can become one at Patreon.com forward slash DiscussMetal. We have some sweet perks. You have no money.